0: Good evening. Today is May 20th, 2021, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is step, the chapter step is step three in how it works. And my name is Michelle and I am a compulsive overeater. Okay, Um, all right. Well, first of all, I'm very, very grateful to be here. And I also am a bit nervous. Um, So just to qualify, I am Michelle. Uh, My abstinence uh, is February 1st of 2021, and I am currently on step 12. And I want to share a couple pictures of what it was like before and where I'm at now. So this is me. uh, If everybody can see my screen, this is me just completely in disease. And like a lot of people say in these meetings, it's, it's really all in the eyes. There was nothing there, just complete and total utter despair. And to be completely honest, I didn't even fully recognize how much despair and discomfort I was in because I was so used to it. And one of my favorite sayings is that we as addicts have a very high pain tolerance. And it wasn't until I got free from the food and really dove into this program that when I look at these pictures, I'm no longer thinking, ew, oh my God. I think, oh my gosh, that poor girl. And thank God that I'm no longer there. Thank God that I was rescued by my search and rescue team and that I can give back because I've been fighting for freedom for 15 years in and out of eating disorder programs. And it is this program that I was able to attain this. (laughs) And this is actually from this past weekend. This is me today. Um, And one of the things that I love so much about these pictures and just this experience right now is, I don't know about you guys, but as a compulsive overeater in disease, getting my picture taken is the last thing I want you know, I want to take the the camera, I want to review, what do I look like? What photoshopping do I need to do? Where do I need to cut this off and sew this in and blemish, you know, blend all of this. And what was so wonderful, I just had my first abstinent vacation is every single picture I took, I looked at it and I just felt, wow, you look as great as you feel. I felt like a rock star walking around Vegas. I felt like the most beautiful girl in the world. And I, I just, I can't, I can't even fully explain it. So that's how I qualify. Um, so to dive in on step three, step three is one of my absolute favorite steps. Uh, because for me, it's been one of the most challenging When I first heard, when I came into OA, you know, a handful of years ago, you've made a decision to turn your will in your life over to the care of God as you understood God. I wanted to run for the hills. I didn't want anyone telling me what to do. And even as I continued in program, I didn't want to really turn my will over. See, I had this idea that turning my will over to God was a punishment, Someone is telling you what to do. You are in trouble and you are going to have to do things that you don't like. And yeah, there are times when I have to do things that I don't like. Last night I did a check in and I sent it to my sponsor and I didn't want to do it. But I'm starting to see in this process that God just loves me. God's kind, God, God is gentle, but God will also show me what I need to do even if it's uncomfortable, so I can be the best version of myself and show up and do God's will and be the girl in those pictures with the freedom in her eyes. So with that, the first requirement is that we be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. On that basis, we are almost always in collision with something or somebody, even though our motives are good. And something that I have always told myself over the years is I'm the nicest person I know. I am so nice. I'm so nice. I'm so wonderful. And how can I be doing somebody else's will, even if it's God's, if I think I'm so great, you know, I don't hurt people's feelings. I don't do all that. And And what I've seen is once I was removed from the food, once I stepped out of it completely because I have tried a couple of different abstinences in this program. I have tried abstaining from just recreational sugar for over a year, and I will tell you right now, for me, that wasn't enough, and it it took a lot of. It was very, um, it's very humbling to be able to come up and say no, this isn't abstinence for me. And I think that when I think about this, the first requirement is that we we be convinced that we're not gonna let self-will run the show anymore. I just think of being grounded. I think of being grounded by God and it's not necessarily a punishment. This is, this is to help me. Um, the other thing I really enjoyed about the next page is In trying to make these arrangements, our actor may sometimes be quite virtuous. He may be kind, considerate, patient, generous, even modest and self-sacrificing. And this is what I think of. I did not study the big book uh, for years in this program. This is my first time working through the big book. And right there, he may be kind, considerate, patient, generous. And... This idea that disease means you are a bad, bad, terrible mean person was completely washed away by that statement. I had thought that if I'm in disease, I'm a failure. I am bad. I did something wrong. People are angry with me. You are hurting people. When in reality, I can still be kind. I can still be caring. But at the end of the day, I have one priority when I'm in the food and that's food. I can't think about being kind and generous to people until I have my fix, which uh, for years I called them my touch points. And it wasn't until this program that I realized you're an addict with food. Um, And just in general, I, I think the idea of we as addicts, when we walk this earth and we think, you know, this is what I wanted. This is how I want it to go. This is the show that I want to play out. It's not always best for us. And it's something that needs to be reminded of every single day. I had listened to a wonderful recording when I was working on my fourth step. And it was by uh, a pretty, pretty well-known guy in Arizona, and he said, Step three is only a couple minutes. You know, when you make your decision to turn your will in your life over, like the decisions made, you're at step three. And I thought about that and I thought, well, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. It only takes a couple minutes, but it also takes a couple minutes every single day. Step three is an every single day thing, it is not like hey, I did step three, I'm going to say this prayer. And then I'll see you the next time I'm around the steps, which is what I really wanted to do. I didn't want to come back to step three, I wanted to run the show. Um, and I'm also learning too that. Step three is not just about the food, God does protect me and shows me the way with the food. But turning my will in my life over isn't just you are following your meal plan and communicating your amendment to your sponsor, it is also, is that the right place to go right now? Is that the most sober decision right now? So for instance, dating, like I, I, for the longest time have been harping on the fact that I'm going to be 30 and I'm single, right? Cause we have this like timeline in our head of this is when everything needs to happen. And a perfect example of me taking my will is 30 days into abstinence, I'm going to go and date. I'm going to sign up for all these things and I'm going to go and date. And I'm going to find myself a husband because that's what God wants me to do. And in reality, I'm not being punished by waiting on dating. But when I look back, God wants me to enjoy being free for a bit more before bringing in things that are going to be hard and emotional and not just dating. There's other things as well. Um, So it is still a process for me every single day to, you know, turn my will in my life over. Selfishness, uh, page 62, selfishness, self-centeredness. That we think is the root of our troubles, driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, self-pity, we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. And you know, addiction is selfishness. You can't not be selfish when you're in disease with food. Because if you truly have the allergy of the body and the twist of the mind, if you if you are here then you know how unbelievably powerless we are to be able to focus on caring for someone else when the only thing that's on my mind right now is i need to go and and eat that ice cream i couldn't do it um for me that food is my number one alcoholic food and it it's severely impacted Uh, my relationships by when I would need it. And that is what I consider selfishness now in a different way. You know, for the longest time, I thought selfishness meant you are just a really crappy person and you don't deserve to be here. And I would use it as a way to beat myself up. When I also see that I am powerless over selfishness when I'm in the food, it wasn't until I put the food down that I realized I actually have a shot now to remove this and clear it from me. Um, So just hearing that in the book really just hit it right on the head. And then of course, this is the how and why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. And when I think of playing God, I think of playing God in my food, in my relationships, in my work, in my meetings, in in anywhere. And I think coming to that place of realizing if I truly want peace, if I truly want what the fellows in the program who I see speak, if I want what they have, if I want what my sponsor has, I can't do it my way anymore. I've tried it. I've tried my way for years. And I really wanted it to work. And I felt like, I felt like once I really made the decision of, I will do whatever it takes, and it may not be perfect. That was when I truly, for me, came uh, made a decision to turn my will and my life over. I, I didn't want to be in charge of it anymore. And I think, The thing that has been so beautiful about step three that I had no idea that was going to come out of it was I ended up getting more freedom from being powerless. I had more freedom from turning my will and my life over and not running the show than I did for a single minute in the food. And I know now because there are times when I've taken my will back it sits in my stomach like a ball of poison it's not compatible with me anymore i can't go back to doing the things that i wanted to do and still practice these steps it's happening to me i am not doing it and and i feel i i like to be careful by saying i feel like i'm rewarded when i say i feel like i'm rewarded um I don't want to think that if something negative happens to me, that I'm being punished because God doesn't want to punish me. This is just life. And this is the way it's meant to go. Um, I forgot where I was going with that, but I'm just, yeah, I'm happy. And then next we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. I'm not running the show anymore. My sponsor is not running the show, which for me in previous sponsor relationships, My sponsor was always my higher power and I trust what my sponsor says because I want what my sponsor has. But I also know at the end of the day, I can't rely on my sponsor or an, or any other single individual. God is my director completely. Um, And to do that, I've been practicing talking to God. And getting to know my God, because that is something I haven't really done uh, as often as I would like. Um, Five minutes left. Thank you. As we felt, uh, page 63, as we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter we were reborn. And that I feel like just rings so true. I feel reborn. I feel completely free because of what I'm doing. There will be times when I'm sitting in the car and I'm listening to music and I'm a crier. (laughs) I'll randomly start crying and I'll just be so happy and grateful for I can breathe. I can fully breathe. I'm not holding my breath anymore. And, you know, I love how it says, as as we felt new power flow in, because like it says in the earlier chapters, willpower isn't our problem. We don't have power over this. We need power. So, you know, I practice flowing power in, in all sorts of ways. I practice it by going for a walk outside or riding my bike. I'm currently staying with my dad and there's a bunch of horses down the street and I love to go see them. And I think the horses are going to give me power because that's what God wants for me. And that's God's will. Um, And I just, you know, we were reborn and I I feel like if you, if you work the steps of this, rarely have we seen a person fail who have thoroughly followed our path and If you do that, you will get the promises. You will get the freedom. And I am just very grateful that I that I held on for them because I thought I had the freedom. I thought I had the promises. I thought I was breathing. Um, but it wasn't until a bunch of things, abstinence for one, big book for another, but also having a relationship with a higher power, not through other people. And, and it's a work in progress. You know, it's not a one, you know, it's not a, Hey, you're there now. That's when I started to feel reborn. So in closing, I'm just going to say the third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou will take away my difficulties. Oh wait, relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. And uh, just a suggestion, because I did do this once in the past, I rewrote that prayer into my own words. Um, And I'll find it and I'll paste it in the chat. I love saying my version of the prayer, it just makes it so much more meaningful. I love saying that version of the prayer too, but um, if anybody is struggling with praying, I have found that rewording it to what, to to having it be from Michelle uh, has been very powerful. Um, Thank you for letting me speak tonight. Very grateful to be here. I forgot I'm the person. (laughs) Okay. Okay, we will now open for three-minute shares, as this is a big book study. Sharing should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine, if you are on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. With the timekeeper, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up.
1: Thank you, Michelle. I'm calling my own hand first. Hi, I'm Amy B. Very grateful, recovered compulsive overeater. Michelle. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you so much for walking us through those pages in the big book and how it works tonight. You carried a very strong message of recovery and you were a vessel for this program, um, uh, this spiritual solution. I took so many notes right off at the stop. You know, right off at the start when you said that step three only takes a couple of minutes, a couple of minutes every day. Uh, I mean, I'll throw a Jenga on that and say a couple of minutes, a bunch of times a day, um, but it only takes a couple of minutes. So I can do it a bunch of times a day. Ah, is that the most sober decision to make right now? What a beautiful way to redirect away from my will, my stuff. I just love how you put that. When you said I got more freedom and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, got more freedom from surrendering. Like, yes, yes, yes. That has been the most surprising and liberating and gentle and forgiving thing. And that's what I heard so much from your share that your, that your spiritual growth and your program of recovery has been a loving, gentle, forgiving, growing one. And that is exactly what it's supposed to be. When you said my sticks in my stomach, like a ball of poison, I felt that in my bones because that is what it's like. And when I start to get in a place where things are difficult, I realize it is that self well in my stomach, like a ball of poison. And thank you for saying that you don't want to say that you're rewarded when good things happen. Cause that would mean that you're punished when they're, when it's not. And that's your, I, I, that was a beautiful point because the truth is, is that everything that happens has light and dark on it. Everything just is so you know the reward comes with the challenge and the punishment comes with growth like or whatever it is like everything has both and then just like you said it's all a work in progress we get to live this program we get to take we get to take that couple of minutes and step three all the time thank you so much for your service michelle it was amazing i pass oh um would anyone else like to? Ch- oh,
2: Emily D. <laughs> Hi, I'm Emily D., recovered compulsive overeater in Chicago. Um, a Chicago sister, Michelle. Um, yeah, I took a bunch of notes too. You know, I think you your share tonight. This step is like a, a study in keep going. Like keep going no matter what. Um, And there are days in my abstinence and in in my program where all all that feels like I've done is stay abstinent. You know, I just have hard days, I do. Um, Because life, being alive is hard, but being alive is hard. And I see now through this step and I heard in your share that the disturbances are like an opportunity to go deeper and really turn it over you Know so I can surrender moment to moment. Now I can surrender that, like, you know, I I changed my dinner tonight and I have to tell my sponsor, and I could look at that and be like, what? Uh this sucks, but I don't. It's what I need to do to stay sane. And I am a child in some ways. There are there are things that I'm just learning now at 41. And you spoke so beautifully about the freedom that we get and you know, I love the image of you riding on your bike to see the horses and like the horses giving you energy. I mean, like you want to talk about something I never would have done in disease is like, get on a bike, go see horses like as a destination. And then actually be like, I think there's energy exchange happening here. I see God in these. I mean, like how lucky are we that in, in any moment, in any room, we can sort of be like, there's something here, right? There's something like tingly and good here. And you brought so much of that tingly good energy um, tonight. I think uh, the other thing I heard that I wrote down was just like, and, and it's been said, this punishment versus reward, but also when I was in, in the food, it was always about like, what are you gonna take from me? Or what are you gonna keep me from getting? And you want to talk about like self-directed self-will. It was all, all, all about me and a finite supply. And God has me turning toward the light where there's plenty. I mean, when the sun shines down, it doesn't just hit my face. It's hitting all of us. You know what I mean? So it's like your abundance and your energy, it's got me all fired up. Um, And I'm so grateful for you. And I'm so, and I love you so much. And I'm, I'm just, I'm really, I'm really moved by your share tonight.
1: Thank you, Emily. Carol, would you like to uh, unmute and share?
3: Yes. Hi. Thank you so much for this meeting. I love it. Um, Michelle, that was a wonderful, wonderful share. Um, I really need to... um, Go back to the first things that you did were show your pictures and um, looking at your before and after pictures in your before pictures, like there was a heaviness, not only in your weight, but just, you could see it. And in your pictures of now, there's like a sassiness in your stance and um an aliveness to you. And you know, you just didn't see that before. It's just beautiful. I also loved when you talked about we addicts have a high tolerance to pain. Um I I know that I had a high tolerance to pain and I don't have a high tolerance anymore, but a lot of times the pain is still there with different things. And that's where God comes in. I need to really turn to God and the program and each other to help me through those times. Um, Pain is there here and there in in life. And it's not so easy to overcome. Um, And yes, few minutes a day a few minutes many times a day to call god in and to just ask for help in the universe if not god i believe in god but um, sometimes i forget i had a day today that i just i started out early i had to do something really early and i forgot all about my new practice and it, it's not like a knee jerk reaction yet My old knee-jerk reaction was to reach for the food, and that can come back really quick if I don't get that other knee-jerk reaction going. So uh, I love listening to you guys. Thank you so much for your share tonight.
1: Thank you.